eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Built by Bay Online podcast presents Daybreak for Wednesday, March the 18th, 2020. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you joined by Charlie Potter, Team Reporter, Team Insider for us there at BOL. And you know, Charlie, as we bring you on here, even as recent as, say, Sunday night, if we would have sat together and thought, you know, what do you think a Wednesday morning podcast would look like? How chock full of info or sort of breaking news or items of particular interest to the University of Alabama would we be able to come up with? I don't think I would have been able to come up with that many. But as it turns out, with some of the news coming down from the SEC office, with some of the events that we've seen uh, here in the National Football League with uh, personnel moves, I think we got we got more than enough for a Wednesday, Charlie. Yeah, it's been a, a busy last 48 hours, relatively speaking, at least. I mean, you would think that we'd still be kind of coming off of that first spring practice and talking about depth charts and position grouping, all of that, what Nick Saban said. But and with that in Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. Yeah, exactly. Bryce Young hysteria would have been at uh, full peak already, but uh, that wasn't the case because, as everyone knows, the coronavirus has shut everything down, and uh, we we have had some some stuff to talk about though. I mean, NFL free agency it didn't stop for anybody, and that's free agency in professional sports and in the draft. Just the the mixing and changing of personnel is one of my favorite things to watch, just because there's a lot of things you get taken by surprise by and and you know now having covered this team for so long you see guys that you talk to on a daily basis when they were in college they're you know changing teams and it's pretty cool to see so that's that's been hot and heavy and yeah I mean uh, you know the SEC and the NCAA it seems like they've had no shortage of news or press releases or statements to send out they've been changing uh, the narrative and and their deadlines starting dates restarting dates what have you cancellations seems like on an hourly basis. So there's there's been a lot of things to come out uh, between you know, now and, and Sunday. Yeah, and I guess we need to start right there with the news from the Southeastern Conference. And it really started on Tuesday morning, I guess, with the ACC coming out and announcing that uh, the spring sports in that league had been canceled, I think even including spring football as a whole, not just spring games. Um, and then the SEC, not too long thereafter, announces also the expected at that point that spring sports sadly uh, in the Southeastern Conference have been canceled for the remainder of the season. Um, you know, so many of these student athletes impacted by this, uh, whether you're talking baseball, whether you're talking softball, whether you're talking golf, uh, tennis, I believe. I mean, you, you still had some championships, obviously, even from the winter sports 
to be contested. Those have been canceled, as we know, but now we've seen this carry over into the spring sports, Charlie, and what we know for sure, no A-Day in 2020. That's crazy. Um, And I guess uh, just a a very small crack of the door left ajar with the potential for spring football uh, eventually maybe uh, getting underway at the University of Alabama. Yeah, that was kind of buried a little bit in the release the SEC sent out. They they announced initially that all regular season conference and non-conference competitions are canceled for us, the, the 2019-20 academic uh, calendar, the athletic calendar. Um, and that includes SEC championship events and uh, NCAA championship events. And, you know, that's all coming off of the, the coronavirus outbreak. And then in addition to that, they tacked on that all spring football games and pro days um, will be canceled, or at least the pro days conducted by SEC institutions. I'm sure the NFL will try to find a way to maybe um, do something. Um, you know, a guy like Tua Tonga Bailoa, I mean, that was a big, that April 9th pro day was big for him. And, um, you know, right now it's looking like that's not at least going to happen in Tuscaloosa. We'll see if anything changes. But, um, yeah, I mean, sports as we know it, at least from a uh, collegiate standpoint, have been canceled the rest of the spring and uh, the one silver lining though is the the sec still hung its hat on that april 15th uh restart date from a you know a practice and, and meeting standpoint and that tells me that there's still a sliver of hope like you said for spring football practice um you know i know nick saban is probably bored to death first of all but um <laughs> he, he's wanting to get those practices in not only just for for everybody but for those newcomers for guys like david blue and matt ray for Freddie Roach, to the, those newcomers to come in and, and to get acclimated because that's, that's an invaluable part of the spring. But you have uh, the still the possibility of athletic activities, whether it be team or individual practices, meetings, um, any kind of like organized gatherings, whether they be voluntary or not. Um, they're still suspended until at least April 15th, but they have a, a window there that they could potentially fall into. So yeah, spring practice is looking uh, slim, the chances of it happening, but they're still there. They're, they're still out there. And you know, you can't say the same for, for teams like baseball and softball. And, and you hate it for Brad Bohannon's team because, you know, we've been waiting and, and staying on this podcast forever. How, you know, year three and SEC players, when we're going to really find out, you know, what this team is made of, they get to the doorstep and it's, it's closed on them right in their face. So, yeah, like you said, echoing that, you, you hate it for the student athletes, but you know you've seen with the SEC and the NCAA and, and everywhere, really across the country, is uh, more and more people are being safe rather than sorry, and uh, a lot of things are shutting down. Yeah, I think the spring sports uh, student athletes they have to be pretty much a, a slam dunk, especially the seniors, to get that year back yeah. if they want it now if you're a baseball player you know the major league baseball draft could factor into that but it could be a, a two-way street even from that regard you may uh, go ahead and decide to make the jump to professional baseball even with about half a season under your belt uh, of this 2020 season uh, you may be able to use it for leverage uh, perhaps depending on you know your draft status where you're slotted uh, in terms of bonus and things like that from the Major League Baseball draft. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. I know there's been some chatter, too, with the winter sports and maybe those young people being able to get an extra year. That just seems a little bit far-fetched to me anyway, and that's as the father of one of those winter sports athletes who I wouldn't mind at all getting another year of scholarship out of for grad <laughs> school. But I just don't think, Charlie, that's going to be as realistic probably as what we're going to see 
eventually come to uh, fruition for those spring sports uh, student athletes. No, I agree. And you hate to see it just because, you know, the NCAA tournament is special and, and postseason play in general. Um, you know, a lot of kids just to be able to continue to play with their teammates, that's big. And the thing that basketball especially has that's a disadvantage for them is they played an entire regular season. And, um, yeah. you know, it had been a little earlier. Maybe I could see it. Uh, I, I hope they get it. It would be great for, um, you know, those seniors, guys like Beetle Bolden to get another opportunity to, to play. Uh, but, you know, it's just with what they're having to do already from a spring sport uh, perspective, it, it just kind of seems like that would be kind of the, the last or the, the low um, ball on the totem pole, so to speak. And I, I don't know, I, I would advocate for that and, and hope to see it. But it just yeah, I agree. It, it seems like that's kind of the the last domino to fall and probably the domino that wouldn't fall, uh, you know, to use a analogy. I'm sure Alabama fans love to hear about. Oh, geez. The old domino uh, meme. Yeah, that one comes back to hurt a little bit, Charlie. Hey, um, you talk about <laughs> Pro Day being among the victims uh, as a result of this cancellation of spring sports. You got to think, though, right, Charlie? I mean, Lee Steinberg's going to figure out a way, whether it's virtual or what, somehow, even with the double whammy and all this, too, is NFL teams, I believe, have pretty much taken all their scouting personnel off the road. So even if... Lee Steinberg tomorrow wanted to conduct his own pro day for his clients, Jerry Judy, um, Tua Tiger Bailoa among them. Uh, I, I don't, I don't guess, I don't guess pro personnel, uh, uh, scouting people from the NFL would be able to attend that. So uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see how some of these agencies, I would think specifically, are going to come up with ways to make sure NFL clubs are in tune with where a guy like Tua is at in his recovery, because the NFL is telling us that the, the draft is still on for, I guess it's the 23rd to the 25th, I believe are the dates uh, mm-hmm. in April. Uh, now probably not going to be a crowd there, I guess. Um, but the NFL isn't changing its calendar year. In other words, like we're seeing with free agency, like we're going to see with the draft, none of those mile markers uh, in the in the personnel acquisition area, this thing is going to change. So uh, could get kind of wild in terms of how those uh, agents and, and reps kind of go about that and in, in getting teams what they need. I know that we had the combine, um, but there's some guys for Alabama, right, that were really probably banking on that pro day to either help their stock or give them some stock of any kind. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it too is the first one to come to mind because he couldn't do anything um, at the combine and, and now initially uh, I think it was ESPN that reported that Alabama had moved its pro day back from March 24th to April 9th. And that's the target date for two to throw in front of teams. So, um, you know, now that's looking like it's, it's not going to happen because <laughs> he, at least it's not going to happen on Alabama's campus. Cause the it's SEC not going to happen is, here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said, it's not going to be able to conduct that, but yeah, you know, I, I think they could get creative. Um, you know, we're living in a, in a digital age where you can, pop up in a, a Facebook live or some kind of stream and, and let and show people that Tua can throw. Um, Cause that's really the, the biggest question mark is his medical and what he's able to do in the field and how he's able to move around uh, for him. It's not necessarily, um, you know, can he go out and, and throw, um, you know, a 30 yard or a, a 20 yard out or whatever. Uh, they just want to see if they can move. So that one I think is, they can get kind of creative with that um, to an extent, but it, it doesn't change that in-person evaluation, seeing him, with your own eyes, maybe have, you know, put him through a workout 
when it comes to your um, to your building. Uh, that's that's some of the things that's going to be lost on that. It's, it's going to make the draft interesting. I'm glad they're not moving it. Um, it, it makes sense that you just kind of shut things down, don't have it in Vegas. You don't have the, the players right up on the boats to the stage like they were going to. I know the NFL is going to lo- lose a lot of money that way, but you kind of keep that consistency that you've had there. But, yeah, it, it hurts players. Guys like Jared Maiden, you know, he's a guy that got invited to the – the senior bowl, he didn't get an invite to the the combine. Guys like Xavier McKinney, who's in that range to be the first safety off the board, he wasn't able to run the 40 at full speed because he uh, had leg cramps. You had a bunch of guys that uh, held out of things that were going to do more at the combine. Guys like Terrell Lewis, Anthony Jennings, uh, that you know the, that pro day was big for. So yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see if anything happens for, like from an alternative standpoint. Uh, but as of right now, I know they won't be doing, um, you know, the the annual pro day at that's the Malmore Athletic Facility inside the Hint Crisp practice facility. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out, and I guess we'll continue to monitor and see what happens. Yeah, I'll tell you what I want. I want these virtual pro days that the agents put on themselves, and then I want the agents there with a stopwatch doing the 40s, you know, <laughs> and. and, and Terrell Lewis runs his 40 and they cut to his agent and he shows the watch and it's 418 or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> that would be some pretty good content uh, if it went down that way. But no, it, in all seriousness, it's uh, for some of these guys, they, they were absolutely banking on that pro day and uh, the man, all the, the pro scouts that we see in Tuscaloosa uh, accompanying mm-hmm. that day is uh, it, it's its own combine really when in and within itself. So, uh, you know, how that's going to be impacted, uh, remains to be seen as well. Now let's talk about a potential scenario with spring football. If spring football is lost altogether and the decision is made, okay, look, we're going to revisit this in the summer. What we'll try to do is essentially get an earlier start to fall camp, build in some, uh, some, uh, some, guidelines that you know kind of keep coaches from practicing guys uh 45 times straight leading up to the week of game week and those type of things because look if these coaches are left to their own devices charlie you know and i know that it was important it had to happen the way it did with spring practice to this point right in other words it had to come from the sec level it had to come from the conference level because if you leave some of these things open-ended for SEC coaches, guess what they're going to do? They're going to practice football. And even if the university makes some decisions uh, that, that are institutional-based, that doesn't necessarily mean they apply to football. So it essentially didn't it have to come down from the conference level to keep all these guys uniform? Because if you give them a foot, some of these coaches, Charlie, they're going to take 100 yards uh, and, and try to run with it. And it, took, it yeah. also it also took guys like Greg Byrne and these athletic directors off the hook, too, because, you know, Greg Byrne didn't want to go to that office and tell Nick, look, Nick, <laughs> I'm going to have to step in here and you're not practicing. So it had it really needed to come from the conference level to help those people, too. It did, because initially and like I said, this is the way that the news and the um, the news and the decisions have come down. It's been like. On the hour, every hour, it's it's changed, uh, dating back to, to last week. And so initially, when Greg Byrne kind of you know spoke in Nashville after they decided to cancel the rest of the NCAA tournament, he was asked about spring football and uh, spring, spring football practice specifically. 
And he said that was going to be left up to the ADs and presidents. And when I heard that, I was like, well, get ready for Alabama to practice. Because <laughs> either That's going to be Burton left up to the AD out. presidents and Nick Saban. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, well, I know where I'll be on Friday. But, um, you know, it, it changed. And, uh, you know, th- this is a serious matter. And, and I think everybody's become aware of that. But, um yeah, if if these if these SEC coaches they are going to practice if they if if it's left up to them. Somebody told me, look, you know, they were kind of worried about Jeremy Pruitt, you know, at Tennessee maybe trying to skirt the guidelines and going ahead and practicing and bringing his players back before the the extension of spring break was complete. And I'm like, you think Jeremy Pruitt was the only guy they were worried about at the conference <laughs> level? They were worried about all these guys doing exactly what you know someone was telling me that Jeremy Pruitt might be doing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I think uh, that's exactly why we I think that's exactly why in that release they had that uh, you know, down. <laughs> on, I think it was the fourth paragraph of that April 15th where they included uh, individual and team practices where you know, we've heard all the bitching and complaining from the SEC coaches. We, we're not going to close it completely yet that that spring practice isn't going to happen. Maybe we can give them a handful of practices before the academic year ends kids break for summer but uh you know we're still going to monitor it and all that I, I think that was left in there specifically for people like nick saban that uh have to be just i can't imagine what miss terry's going through oh, uh, whenever he's at the house cooped up and wishing yeah. he was on the football field not enough uh range balls out at north river probably either <laughs> taking some stress out on some titleless x outs right about now um so we're covering a lot of that as we move through the podcast on this Wednesday edition of Daybreak, sort of the parameters in place and the possibilities that are out there perhaps for football to get on the field before the end of the spring semester. I don't think Charlie or myself are what you would call overly optimistic about that coming to fruition. And if it doesn't, Charlie, what about some specific areas of this Alabama team or uh, some players on this team that this could hurt in, in in terms of not having that time in the spring to go ahead and get into that competition and get acclimated more so maybe with some of the early enrollees. But does it help some guys too if if there is no spring and you basically just have to go into sort of an elongated fall camp and in that scenario, before you know it, you're getting ready for USC, I guess maybe specific to the quarterback situation. If there is no spring practice, does that help Mac Jones in terms of his quest to be the starter against USC, or does it matter? I think it helps. Um, you know, these spring practices are invaluable for those young guys to to learn the terminology, to get familiar with what they're going to be asked to do on a daily basis, and then when they go in the fall, um, yeah. you know, they're they're more comfortable. I, I know there are you know guys that have come in and and played um, you know as true freshmen. You you look at guys like Patrick Sertan and Jalen Waddle. I mean, they're 
you know, to just the off the top of my head that came in and, and they, you know, made a big impact right away as summer enrollees. So and Christian Harris did it last year, too. Um, that was under different circumstances. But, um, you know, it, it happens. But th- you see those early enrollees more often than not uh, kind of get a leg up um, and it, it benefits them. So, yeah, if, when you say that, when I think of that, the quarterback position comes to mind first because you have a guy that started four games last year. He has the most experience in that quarterback room. And then you have a guy coming in that a lot of people are expecting to challenge him as the nation's number one player um, in the 2020 recruiting cycle. Uh, he's not going to have any practices under his belt until possibly uh, the preseason. So it definitely benefits Mac Jones and hinders Bryce Young. Do I think it'll you know ultimately determine the outcome of the quarterback competition? No, but I think it can have an effect down the road. I mean, if, if you're looking for Bryce Young to start game one against USC, uh, I think that kind of drops in the percentage a little bit. Um, maybe he's a guy that if, if he were going to take over the job is a little later than anticipated. But um, they, right now they can't even be, you know, on campus and, right. and doing the meeting. So that is a tremendous knock to a guy like that. But just off the top of my head, thinking about it, think about these wide receivers that have been waiting their turn. Guys like Terrell Shavers and Xavier Williams. Um, the the tight end position has several um, guys that have been in the program for a while that have been waiting their turn. Guys like Cameron Latou have been waiting to see what he can do. Um, the guys that, along the offensive line, guys like Darian Dalcourt, a young guy that has some promise at, at center. Maybe he's a guy that can make a push in the spring. Now he won't be able to do that potentially. Um, outside linebacker. Yeah, think I think that's one like, of the bigger ones. I think outside linebacker is up there right near the top of the list because of well, what they've got to replace and what they're really in all likelihood who they're going to be counting on to do that. Those likely being these young guys that we're talking about that are potentially not going to get that, that head start in, in spring ball. It also affects guys like Ben Davis and Jerez Parks who have been in the program and had to yeah. wait their turn behind some older guys. Now they were going to get maybe some reps closer to the, to the front of the line, and, and that's not going to happen. Um, it, it affects everybody. I mean, the yeah, young guys I, I think there's, you I can think go there's down a, the whole list. Yeah, there's a difference between I think you can look at some individuals that this helps and hurts at different spots on this team, but then there's also position groups that I think are impacted negatively. That defensive line with that young core, Charlie, they need to be on the field, you know, and mm-hmm. they need to be learning from their fourth position coach in the last four years in Freddie Roach. So I would say positionally outside linebacker, defensive line, secondary, you know, you want to see what Ronald Williams could do as a junior college yep. transfer, right? I mean, the defense in general, I think you can look at and say, this isn't ideal if it plays out that way offensively, you have a better understanding. Yes. You have something to sort out at right tackle, but I think you already have probably a pretty good idea what you got there. Right. Um, quarterback it, it, worst case scenario, not such a good thing maybe for Bryce young, but you still have a comfort level in that position as a whole that you're going to be okay with Mac Jones having some experience and just the talent that you've accumulated there. Najee Harris at running back. I, I would say probably, as much as anything, right? Defense, and then mm-hmm. also even kicking the football. You you still don't know exactly <laughs> where you're at, and we won't we won't get too much into that because uh, <laughs> that that doesn't drive downloads here on the Built by Bama online podcast. I don't think. Hey, um, you know what else we we talk about virtual stuff, Charlie? I guess that comes into play right now too. You know, I can tell you in a different sport from football at a different university. 
there is kind of a self-accountability that's going on, um, you know, with, with this break uh, in another sport. But there are sort of these uh, text groups, text message groups, and they'll have, you know, either if it's basketball, they'll have the entire roster in that in that group message. Or I would think in football, you would do it positionally, you know, and you've got you've got student athletes that on a daily basis are sort of updating what they're doing on their own to try to stay in shape or, you know, that's the, that's gotta be the biggest fear I would think for coaches right now. I mean, you send some of these guys home that are 340, 350 pounds and they're quarantined. Um, yeah, I, I would think there's some virtual contact and accountability, I guess you could say going on from that standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I know it is spring breaks. So, uh, guys are taking a little bit of a, a break, but we've seen forever when it comes to football, guys just posting uh, workout videos during that break between that first practice and the, the other 14. And, um, you know, I've seen guys like Christian Barmore, uh, Ali Cajo, uh, they're, they're pretty active on things like Instagram and, and they're getting workouts in when they can. And you know, right now the gym's probably not the cleanest place to be, for being honest, at least a public gym. Um, but they are trying to be creative with it. And uh, I think he deleted the tweet, but, uh, Dr. Matt Rea, the new, um, assistant strength coach, or I forget his exact title, but you know, brought in with David Ballou. He actually tweeted that, you know, players want to be great when there are numerous messages asking you to review their sleep data and training while on spring break. So they are, they are in conversation with the players. Uh, I think the strength coaches, just like with Scott Cochran was around there, uh, developing those relationships and, and trying to keep them on track. And they do the same thing with the, the guys that are coming in in the summer. They they give them that workout plan. They they give them a playbook. They tell them, you know, what their expectations are. And it sounds like guys are buying into that. So from a football perspective, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going on quite a bit. Uh, those, you know, group messages or, or whatever, text from a strength coach. And um, that they're going to continue too because you know the guys aren't going to be able to come back to campus for a while. Yeah, I, the 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 team and the, the 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 school that I know about it, it's it's on the student athlete once a day to in the in the text message group provide video of physical activity that they're actually taking part in, uh, just to try to emphasize some accountability during this time and you know it's kind of retro in some ways for an old guy like myself there was actually a time when you didn't have early enrollees and when you didn't even have june enrollees there was a time when you know your existing roster after the spring semester pretty much went home until fall camp it's crazy to think about now but there actually was a time not too long ago 15 years ago or so uh before the rule came in where kids could enroll in June on full scholarship and go through the summer leading up to fall camp. Now these coaches used to send these guys home in uh, mid-May with workout programs, workout plans, and then hope they showed back up on August 1st, ready to check in for fall camp. Good to go. And uh, more instances than not, that probably wasn't the case as much, but that's kind of what, that's kind of what you're hoping for right now. If you're David Ballou and, and Matt Ray is that, that these guys do have some some self discipline and enough of that to uh, do what they need to do as best as they can with limited opportunities and limited conditions because of this COVID nineteen situation to uh, when they do eventually come back they're they're in decent enough shape. Hey, 
Charlie, uh, certainly been a lot going on from the NFL perspective. A lot of former Alabama players uh, in those headlines here in the last couple of days. Uh, big money for Amari Cooper. Uh, Derrick Henry gets hit with the franchise tag up in Tennessee. Uh, and I got to think O.J. Howard a pretty happy tight end after what we heard on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be strange to see Tom Brady in a, in a different uniform, but that's kind of the that's kind of the, the tradition or the, the trend for, um, you know, those legendary quarterbacks is they always kind of in their career somewhere else. And um, yeah, I, it'll, I'm sure we'll get used to it eventually. But you know, having played in, in New England for 20 years and, and going to Tampa Bay. Um, you know, that, that is weird, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's very few people happier than OJ Howard to have a, a quarterback coming in that has the resume of Tom Brady and has that affinity to throw into the tight end that Tom Brady does. So I'm sure he's ecstatic. Uh, you know, so is Amari Cooper. And it sounds like Amari Cooper turned down a huge deal from the Washington Redskins or the, the Washington Crimson Tide. It should be at these days, <laughs> uh, to, to stay in Dallas. And, you know, he's, he's getting a uh, hundred million dollars. I think 60 of it's guaranteed. Uh, so far, at least, you know, up to this point, all the guys that have um, reportedly signed free agent deals or the teams have announced that they've all kind of stuck in the same place. Uh, Jaron Reed's going back to Seattle. AJ McCarron's going back to Houston. Uh, I know the Cardinals uh, hit Kenyon Drake with the transition tag, and he can still you know receive offers, but they can they have the right of first refusal for that. Uh, but so far, no, not a lot of movement. We know that Mark Barron. Uh, was released by the the Steelers, so he's going to be a free agent. And he'll find a new home, and there are guys still out there. I believe um, Haha Clinton Dix is a free agent. Ashawn Robinson, Reggie Ragland, Damian Square, uh, your boy Marcel Darius. He's no longer with the Jags. He's a free agent too. Yeah, so. yeah. The Jags are just they're turning into Family Dollar or something. <laughs> dollar General Jags is what we've become down there in Northeast Florida, letting Calias Campbell walk for a fifth round pick. I mean, but the good news about that was as bad as that deal looked the very next day, DeAndre (laughs) Hopkins goes to Arizona for a second. Yeah. So uh, we we look pretty good, uh, I think, in comparison to Bill O'Brien's wild Bill O'Brien's wheeling and dealing down there in Houston, Texas. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it sits right now. Kind of thankful these days for the NFL uh, (laughs) and and the new cycle that it's presented (laughs) presented to us but uh what do we want to wrap with here just kind of a sit tight to our subscribers and we very much appreciate by the way we we know this is tough times for everybody uh we hope that we're providing you with an outlet that is both informational and entertaining i think the round table has been especially fun here in the last four or five days um i know that we all have our netflix uh, favorites that we're kind of keeping up with there on the roundtable. By the way, Cue Ball, the documentary that I enjoyed a good bit here in the last couple of days. Charlie, do you have a do you have an offering when it comes to uh, maybe Netflix or the streaming services as we get out of here? I've been lacking in that, so I'm I'm trying to catch up. Um, you know, lately what I've had to be uh, doing is, is yard work. All my neighbors decided to mow their yard. <laughs> it so has been. spring <laughs> fever. Yeah. yeah. We, we look like the bums of the neighborhood, so now I'm just like, great, now I have to do that. But no, like you mentioned, though, um, you know, I appreciate everybody over at BOL and how they've yeah. been patient with this. Um, you know, don't don't think though that you know I'm I'm just gonna you know, sit at home and play video games and mow the yard. Though I have a lot of 
creative things, at least I think they are coming up. Um, hopefully some features. We'll expel more on those players that you know would have benefited from spring practice pretty soon. Um, I, I talked to Avon's head coach up in Indiana about David Blue, and that'll be up on the site later in the week. So there's still plenty more. I think we'll hear from, from Nick Saban and, and Nate Oates in the near future, maybe in a week or two. I think Greg Burns supposed to speak at some point this week, so we'll have we'll have stuff. It won't be as exciting as spring practice. Um, you, know, you were talking about how that wasn't a thing. You know, it was 10, 15 years ago. But I, I'm definitely glad it exists. I hope it comes back. <laughs> but uh, we'll still have you covered over at BOL. Yeah, and maybe Greg Burns make a call to Amari Cooper and go ahead and get that money needed for Coleman Coliseum, Cooper Coleman Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Amari might get a phone call, Crimson Standard call coming from <laughs> from uh, Greg Byrne or or maybe Jeff Purinton too while they're at it. Hey, um, yeah, again though, we really appreciate each and every one of you that not only uh, tune into the podcast on a regular basis here, and if you if you like it and you haven't already, we'd certainly hope that you would subscribe to the Built by Bama online podcast. Leave us a rating there if you don't mind, perhaps a review as well, and certainly certainly hang out with us. Continue to hang out with us there at BamaOnline.com. For Charlie Potter, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama Online podcast. We'll do it again real soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.